The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. Welcome. It's Monday. Time now for John Arnold. He'll be with us till 6.30 tonight, Indian Spree game. A little after the 6.30 headlines, a little after 7 first pitch on News Radio 570 WQEN. John, first I want to talk about August 2nd, and how did the first of three educational workshops go? You know, this is a sales talk. It went outstanding. We, we packed the house, have a lot of, you know, a lot of credit to you and Dan Rivers for doing that for me. Appreciate it. Uh, but we had a packed house. Everybody enjoyed the information. Uh, we always go afterwards and shake everybody's hand and thank you for coming and in doing so, everybody would thank us for the nice presentation and food, and a lot of them made appointments right there with us. It was very informative, no sales talk, and uh, I was very proud of it. And uh, can I, I want to add something real quick before you break in. One thing that was very, very, very disappointing, even though we packed the house, there was only four GM people there, uh, some GM, and it was just disappointing because that thing was set up to really help them guys. But it helped out a lot of other folks, and uh, we'll break into that a little bit later on why that happened. All right, so only four. Of course, there's three more of these uh, get-togethers yeah. that uh, are going to be coming up. So, But uh, uh, but as you said, they, they're not just for uh, GM retirees, whether that was voluntary or involuntary. Well, uh, well the first, uh, tell the listeners why you uh, would like GM retirees to attend these. Well, I, I found, like, so there was a form in there from GM. And uh, so I began the presentation, said, you know, how many folks are here from General Motors? And, only four. and one guy was already a client and a retiree, so he came. But um, the three others were new, and, and one's a foreman. And after the seminar, he pulled me aside and said, hey, listen, he said, this whole damn room should be packed with guys just like me. And I said, I, I agree. I said, uh, I was like, and I'm, I'm thankful everybody came, but I'm surprised that more General Motors guys came. And he said, listen. There's you know there's this one guy that's from 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 Fidelity that comes down and you know puts slams, slams these guys into an annuities. I know better, and he's like, uh, and they just took the easy way out. And I said, he said, unfortunately, he said I had an older woman tell me once that I'd rather get my, I can't say on the air, but let's just say testicles cut off before I put my money into an annuity because uh, it's so hard to, to obviously get out with a positive result. Anyways, he. He uh, he's a very candid guy, very blunt like me, and he just said, "Man, he's like he's like if they they should have been here." And it was a great great presentation. But um, so what initiated me doing a workshop or the workshops was you know people in, from General Motors. I'm a, I'm from a General Motors family, so I understand it most. I have probably thirty percent of my book of business GM folks and Delphi folks, so I understand the criteria and I know what they're going through and what they're in. It was designed to really help them, and, and, and fortunately for me, I a lot of other folks came that, that enjoyed it, and you know we got. I think we're going to get a lot of business from. But it was a wonderful presentation. But I felt bad because the folks that needed to hear it really didn't, and it was disappointing. Talk a little bit, though, if you will, publicly about when a guy was saying, "Oh, many of those folks bought." You know, it, it troubles me. Troubles me that. This guy says, I, I know better than to go with this guy pitching these annuities because of the problems. Talk a little bit of why 
he thought that was a bad idea and why you agree with it, just in case those people are listening or approached again, why you should think twice before doing that and and, and, and make it understandable for us here. I will. So annuities are, are really favorable to the insurance company. Let me give, give you a breakdown. So annuities are nothing more than house ins- or, or, or insurance on your money, okay? House insurance is for insurance on your house. Car insurance is for car insurance. But So you look at over the course of your life how many dollars you put in into it, a house insurance. Okay? You, so you pay a couple hundred dollars a month, take that over 12 months, over 40 years. Now amortize that at like a, a 7% interest rate. You put a lot of money, thousands of dollars, in the house insurance. When when you when you the only time you get to collect is during a catastrophic event, right? Yeah. So same with with car insurance. Well, insurance companies are not dumb when they offer annuities. They are banking on the fact that the stock market has never made less than eight percent over a ten year period. So when they're offering guaranteed returns, what they're setting you up to do with the fees plus the plus the, uh, the return they allow you to take out of your annuity, which is between 5 and 6%, which is awful, you would have to live to be two years old to get your money, your own money, past your own money out of it. Meaning, if they say to you, we'll give you a guarantee of 7%, okay, and the, but they, they make you stay in it for, say, seven years, and they're charging you 3.5% a year to get uh, to just manage it, or to, to what's called a mortality and expense fee and sub-account fee and administrative charge, that means that when you go to collect out, when you go to collect on your annuity, the first money to come out of your policy is your own money. And what they do is they restrict you from taking any more than 5 or 6% out of your annuity. So that means, now let's say you have a couple hundred thousand dollars, and I'll take, take 6% out of $200,000, that's $12,000 a year. If the market makes money at all, past 35 to 4%, you're never going to get the insurance company to give any of their own money out of their pocket. All you're doing, all they're doing, is is guaranteeing in case the stock market crashes, and 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 you run out of money. By the time you run out of money, you might not really. The tr- the truth is, is not might. You 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 won't care about money. You're just going to be caring about taking your next breath because no one really enjoys money after the age of eighty. That, that's the truth, and how I know that's because I have clients over the age of eighty. They sit in their recliners. They play with their grandkids. They see their kids. They may go to Florida eat go to the early bird special, that's their life. They, they, don't, they don't really have a worry about running out of money, and that's the truth. What happens is the annuity companies know that, and they set, the stand, they set the parameters up on the annuities to where, really, you're only taking your own money out and you're paying to do it. It's, it's, it's the most ridiculous math in the world, but yet people buy into that. There is a couple annuities that are out there that are excellent. I use for estate planning, uh, Jackson being one of them, where it's a la carte, you can invest just like a fee-based account. And I believe in that annuity, but it's still not for everybody. So I would say out of 100 people, maybe 8 to 11 to 12 people are right for an annuity. But I would say the, the, the 85 to 88% of people that have 100 people are not. And it, it drives me crazy because growing up in a GM family, I didn't grow up with much money. I mean, we made a good, you know, my mom and dad provided food on the table. You know, we, we had a good lifestyle, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything abundant. And... It was to me. It was like I have to believe those same GM people have the same lifestyle, and it was it was it was kind of a kick kick in the, between the legs because I was thinking, man, I could help these folks even if they didn't invest any money with me. We could have educated them, saying, "Here's the facts. Here's 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 what you should do. Think like a doctor or attorney. 
think of the wealthy family. They wealthy families don't put money into annuities, and there's a reason. Warren Buffett preaches against annuities. There's a reason, and and it drives me crazy because you know I, I want to help folks. I I truly want to help them get ahead and, and get to the next level. Right. So kind of. So what you're saying first is beware of the guy pitching the annuities, basically. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I said that in a long way, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't stress enough. To you. Listen, annuities are not bad for everybody. They're just bad for most people. Okay, I have about twenty to thirty-five percent of my club. I'm just guessing here. Of sixteen hundred people, I'm going to say we have about two hundred and fifty to three hundred people in some kind of annuity. And the reason is because that's what the client wants. That's what the client needs. Now we give them an option on outside the annuity. We explain exactly the math and why it makes sense. Maybe without an annuity, but for estate planning purposes, really nothing's better than an annuity. Uh, for someone who needs a guarantee and they need to go to sleep at night like my mom, you know, an annuity's for her. But really, the average Joe that I'd say eight out of ten people know an annuity's not for you, and the only person really making out is is the guy selling it, making a five to seven percent commission. All right, so be so beware of that. Also, then at the at the seminar or seminar at the educational get together that you guys had, then do you do you tell them this is what I think is a better course of action? I do. I describe first of all, you don't have to be a fiduciary, which is so important to sell an annuity. As a matter of fact, you don't have to be an investment licensed person to sell an annuity. You can be life insurance licensed in the state of Ohio and sell an indexed or fixed annuity. A fixed annuity isn't so bad. It's really a CD with a wrap on it. But indexed annuities, really, you're you're playing hooky with that, and you don't have to pee, you don't have to be investment licensed for that. All you have to do is, is have a life insurance license, which means you don't have to be a fiduciary. And so we educate the folks in our in our workshop, saying, "Hey, listen, here's why a fiduciary makes sense. Here's why you need someone that's a fiduciary to take and, and help team up with you and manage this portfolio. Because if I do you wrong." If I don't know what's in the best interest of you, I go to jail. I don't just lose my license. Right? I don't get a slap on the wrist and go sell real estate or, or mortgages. I go to jail, period. And you should want that. You should want somebody that's putting their money where their mouth is and saying, when you make money, I'm going to make money. And, and damn it, when you lose money, guess what? I'm taking a beating, too. I'm going to lose it with you. And, I'm not, and, and, and there's no bias in my program to where I'm getting a load or surrender charges or someone's pushing an IPO or secondary offering on you, I'm going to give you the best out there because that's my job and it's, and it's the legal bound thing to do. So I explain to you, I explain to the people in the educational workshops, say, hey, listen, uh, you want, you you know, annuities are not for everybody, for not for most of you, they're not. Secondly, I'm a fiduciary, and you, you don't have to be a fiduciary to sell an annuity, okay? So here's some options. You know, maybe the fee-based advisory route is the way you want to go. Where you know it's, I get paid a, a percentage on the account value. When it goes down, we make less profit. When it goes up, we make more profit. We cover all the expenses, including trading costs. And and like I said, after the after the seminar workshop, I should say, people are like, "That's outstanding. That's what I've been looking for." You know, this is the way it should be. It's fair. Uh, you know, we didn't really truly understand what a fiduciary meant because that's a big term. Now we know it's a legal term and. And you're in the acting, acting in the best interest of us, blah, blah, blah. We didn't know that. And uh, they got really good food to boot, too. But um, bottom line is, is it, 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 I did cover all the bases. I did it in, in, a, in a more of a, an educational, interesting way. Because it can't. Uh, the truth of the matter is, it's, in, in the financial business, it's a boring topic. It's boring. 
it's not like uh, selling real estate or something that's sexy or something I can show you the bells and whistles on as far as like a car or something. I try to make it as, as interesting as possible, and we do. And and uh, and like I said, we have really good food, wine, and, and beer to boot with it. Right, and that's uh, and and that's just uh, the side. Uh, of it all, if you will. So that's why you want. Uh, that's why you want to know about a fiduciary. That's why you want to know about an annuity. That's why you call them educational get-togethers. Really, it's to say, say this is what you're investing in. Don't be ignorant about it. And here's the drawbacks about it: the fees and all, all that kind of stuff. Here's the difference of a fiduciary that is kind of invested in in your money as well. Speaking of which, just to put a comment there, I was reading an interesting article in the USA Today Money section, which was really they were talking about failing pension plans that you've so often talked about and whether or not you should uh, you know get all your money out you know if you have that option as opposed to sticking with it and getting payments and then it gets turned over to the government and you get less have you had any discussions with people about those possibilities i have especially our teachers our teachers and our, our firemen and our police officers that have heard me on the show and referrals of folks that we already have as clients I say, hey, listen, man, I hope you choose me. I really do, and I want your business. But if you don't choose me, plop that money, get the hell out of it. Because, Or or even like a, we have a guy that came from, the, what I say, the Carpenters Union, and, uh, and, and the same thing, you know, they're in an annuity, it's a pension. I say, if you can get the hell out of that pension, get out of it. Because pensions were, are, were designed for people to live till 68, 67 area, they weren't designed for you to take the money at 58 or 60 or 65 and, and, and live till 82. That's not how these things were built. The math is not on their side. You've had severe market crashes that have, you know, really have destroyed these pension plans. And a lot of people don't realize that pension plans are invested in the market, just like you and I. In the state of Ohio, they had that gold, you know, the, the collectible antique coins crisis, uh, which was incredibly stupid. And, uh, you know, the, the math is just not on the, feet, the folks' side. And what happens is you got so many people out there in my business, including me, pitching people say, be our client, that they get blind, blinded by the truth that, uh, you know, whether you, choose, whether you even do it on your own and say it's a TD Ameritrade or a Scottrade or whatever have you, and get that money out of that plop. Get some control over your money because guess what? If the state one day or, or a carpenter's union or whatever, in this case the Teamsters union says, you're getting 33% of what we said we're going to give to you, and if you don't like it, tough cookies. You know, you're going to be up, you're going to be against the wall here. You're going to have Social Security. You're going to have one-third of what you thought you are going to have and whatever else money you saved. That's not fair to you. I agree. But, you know, here's an option to take advantage of things and, and, and take control of your money. Well, I've been telling people this for five, six years now. Pension plans are failing. I wasn't saying that to sell you. And here it is right on the front, news, front page of the newspaper. That's that. Right, and particularly the latest one being the Teamsters pension, correct? Yep. The Teamsters is actually what, what alerted me. So five years ago, uh, I, it was between five and six years ago, the truth is I don't remember, I talked to one of the heads of the Teamsters, and he said, hey, listen, this is the math. It's a mathematical certainty we're going to fail at this date. And uh, he's like, is there anything you can do to help us? And I said, well, I, I, I don't think so. I think that the ship has sailed. Not to mention, you know, that's that's a bigger department than what I actually handle. Um, I don't want to give you information I can't. I I don't want to give you a promise I can't obviously achieve or keep. And uh, you know, he didn't like the answer, but he liked to appreciate the truth. But that alerted me, and then I checked out municipal municipalities, 
same things going on with them. Really, they, they underestimated and under and overpromised on these pension funds. That's exactly what happened. They did exactly opposite what I do. I underpromised and overachieved. They did the exact opposite, and it's come to bite uh, people in the butt, and uh, I feel bad. But, boy, if there's anything I can teach anybody out there, just take control of your own money. Don't be a fool. Uh, you know, time is not on your side at retirement. You need every cent you can get, plus not to mention you worked so hard for it. You know, how, how much sense does it make to, uh, you know, not pass this money on to your kids or your grandkids or to your wife? You worked out how many hours, 40 hours a week, busting your tail, and you're going to leave the state or the, the, the this union pension or this, this pension, take control of it, and, and oh, well, if it fails, that's not right. That's not right at all. Right, but when you if you take in some of these pensions, if you take the lump sum, uh, how do they determine uh, the lump sum versus if you take it over the next twenty years, if it, if you well, everybody, will? Well, let me give you an example. So, I'll give you an example of a teacher. STRS sends them a statement saying, if you take this much money out of your plot, this is the this is the pension amount you're going to get. If you don't take this much money out of the plot, this is the payment you're going to get instead. That's what they, they literally give you a, a sheet, a worksheet saying, here's your options, A, B, C, and D, and pick which one works best for you. Here's with the plop, here's without the plop. The same thing goes with the carpenters union or any other pension plan. They basically say, here's your options. Uh, you know, if you do this, this is what you get. If you don't do this, this is what you get. So it's, pre, it's, pre, it's really, it's really well, well thought out and, and, and well described before you do it. Right, and and you're saying take the take the buyout, get out because if it's turned over, if it fails or it's turned over to the government, you're going to get a lot less. Get your money out, then you own that money and you can pass it on to your heirs. But then then you guys take that lump sum of money and try to invest it as wisely as you can and as uh, risk free, well, right? Well, exactly. Well, if someone really wants a risk risk free risk-free portfolio, we can give them an annuity, which, you know, I generally hate. But, you know, like I said, we do what the client wants, not what John Arnold wants. If they need a guarantee, we'll put them into an annuity with a 7% withdrawal versus a 4% of the state. So they'll end up getting more money with a guarantee and be able to pass the money on to their kids and their, and their wife or their husband versus if you just do the option A with the uh, STRS, after it's done, it's done. That's it. There's no money going to mom and or to, to the wife and kids. It's done if you pick option A. If you pick option B, you're getting less while you're living. That's not fair. So my point is, is we can attack any financial advisor, not just me. We can attack this from every angle. We can satisfy and beat the state at every angle. The problem is, is people get comfortable with nonsense and thinking that the state's in their has their back and they're going to protect them and. We're going to do this. The state could give a rat's ass. That's the truth. The state hopes that they don't run out of money. You're just a number in the state's eyes. That's the truth. Same with any union plan or same with any pension plan. Their job is to make the money last as long as possible. They don't care about your personal circumstance. That's it. And if you turn the money over into your own control, that's the only way to go here. I can't stress enough to you. Don't choose me. Choose somebody else. There's a lot of great financial advisors do it on your own. Build yourself a, a portfolio. Go to Barnes and Nobles and get a learn how to invest book and do, do whatever it is that it takes to get out of that pension plan and get your money in control yourself and maybe take out a life insurance policy if you can qualify 
so you can lead the way from kids something and, and not take less while you're living. There's all kind of different strategies that, that anybody in our business can prepare for you that knows what they're doing that can soundly, soundly beat the state. And I and, and like I tell people all the time, you can like me, hate me, you know, you guys with blue hair, blue eyes, whatever have you. At the end of the day, I'm in the math game. Here's my math. Here's their math. Take the math that works for you. That's it. Right. Uh, we're talking with John Arnold. It's the financial show, Monday night, 6 o'clock, News Radio 570 WKBN. John's here tonight only till 6.30 because of the Indians pregame show. But uh, the, he has this, the first of his educational get-togethers. What you're hearing tonight basically is just some of what, he, you know, they're limited to 30 people because that's a manageable uh, group of people. There are three more of these that are coming up. We mentioned the one on August 2nd. When is the next one, John, and where is it going to be, and how do people reserve a seat? Thanks for allocating time for that. So our next one, which I think there's about eight seats left, is at Rachel's Steakhouse there in, on Winchester in Winchester? Uh, I don't know it's the old Gatsby, but it's a really nice restaurant. They have outstanding food there. I've eaten there a million times. Right on Mahoney Avenue, it's gonna you know people are gonna arrive at five thirty, get drinks, beer, wine, non-alcoholic beverages. We got uh, steak tips, shrimp cocktail. We got you know John Arnold doesn't go second class, and we do something, we do it right. Um, cheesecake for dessert, etc. Going to start at five thirty. We're going to try to get you out of between seven and seven thirty. We're going to cover four topics. One, how to, if you lost your job at GM or anywhere, how to how to how to do a strategy to where we do an HSA and reduce your health care cost and get you Affordable Care Act coverage to, to get you to sixty five. Uh, two, we're going to talk about why everybody in the industry is going to be trying to pitch you annuities and get rich off your money. Three, Medicaid spend down, how to avoid it. How to avoid reducing, you know, reducing your state down to zero? How to how to do it affordably? What to look out for in a plan that we offer long-term care insurance-wise? And then uh, four, we're going to finish off on why to choose a fiduciary? Why do you choose a fiduciary? Why it's so dangerous not to choose a fiduciary? So we'll cover those four topics. Again, absolutely no sales presentation. Absolutely no sales pressure. I don't believe in that. I don't like that. And I don't want my name attached to that. Majority of the people say your information was that good, and we like your, you know, the way you approach. We're going to make an appointment, take it from there. And uh, worst thing that can happen to you is you got some really good food and some really good drinks. Right. You want to? Yeah. It's it's basically about education. Now, if uh, this second one, once again, location, date, and phone number to reserve a seat. It's August ninth. Uh, you call, give us a call to get a seat. Three three zero. Nine six five nine eight nine zero again three three zero nine six five nine eight nine zero. We will book you a seat, uh, you and your and your guest, or your husband or your wife, and uh, right. I guarantee you'll you'll go in that presentation and come out saying, "Good job." Thank you, John. Appreciate Thank it. You. John Arnold's on News Radio five seventy WKBN. Indians coming up.